Hey, hey, hey. What it do? It's your girl, Sasha. Hey, y'all. This is Joe. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back to the Unveiling Her podcast. Yay. A podcast where I forgot <laughs> what we used to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was something, something emphasis on the real. Yes. If this Ooh, is on the real. Did you see that the real is ending? Like I this did. is their final season. Yeah, I haven't watched it really, like, just consistently since, like, like four years ago, I feel like. Mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I feel like it kind of changed anyway, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't, honestly, I never used to, like, really watch it anyways. I would I just, like, like show. yeah, I would just, like, see clips here and there, especially, like, some of their, like, more controversial episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy that it's finally coming to an end. Like, I was just like, Wow. And then I was just thinking about all the changes that took place, like how some of them weren't married. Now they're married. Some of them have oh, changed yeah. now. And it was just like, wow. Like, like we see the change. Yeah. I feel like we kind of watched them. I don't want to say grow because they were already grown, but like we just blow up. We got to see the changes. And yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. Some of the people are probably like, we do not care. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite one? My favorite. I think the one that I related to the best was. I already know you were gonna say. I knew you was gonna say her. <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know. You just give me the Adrian vibe. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you say you can relate to her. No, because like some of her stories, like, like yeah, just some of her stories, like some of the things that she she says, I was like, wow, that's kind of like how I would have thought too. Or, but I feel like she's a little bit more like free minded than you. Like she's kind of more like a wild child than you. Like the way that she describes herself, like she's like she, even like that one episode when they were talking about like cooking or whatever, and like I feel like her like she's not as like traditional, not not traditional, but like um I don't know the word, not OCD, but like I feel like like certain things don't bother her the way they will probably bother like you. Mm. I mean, I, I think I, I'm thinking of clean cleanliness wise, <laughs> just like from her, what I've heard her say, like, as far as like certain things, like she's not a germaphobe. I'm not a germaphobe. That's you. I know, but you, you're very clean. Yeah, but she's clean, too. I think. I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> she is clean. There, yeah, no, I'm not saying the woman's dirty, but I'm saying like, there was one conversation they were talking about. I think it was like I forgot what it is, but like it was just like she's not very like particular how she likes to like she's very like just like free like with it oh i mean like not as organized maybe yeah i mm. think that, yeah, what I'm trying to say. okay well i wasn't necessarily talking about like i feel like i relate to her as far as like some of the way like her perspective on a lot of things not necessarily like every personality trait that she has um but yeah okay but yeah cool. out of all of them i think it would still be her because lonnie lonnie cried too much um <laughs> no lonnie's just a little Oh no, her. I like Tate, uh, not Tamar, Tamara. That's my, Tamara. that was my. Okay, yeah. But I don't really feel like I related. Tamara is so empathetic to me and so, like, mm-hmm. she she really she's, does have a heart for people, yeah. which I love. She's like the middleman. Like, she'll, like, see sides of both people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not like that. Yeah. I liked, um, what's, what's her name? The one that just got married and had a baby? Jeannie. Jeannie Mai. Mm-hmm. I really like Jeannie Mai too like I feel like I have a lot of like qualities I share a lot of qualities with her too because I like how she's very like 
almost just very she knows herself so well and she's like so stern on like she doesn't waver from her opinion type of thing like I like how she's very like no this is this is how I feel and this is it type of thing I like that about her Mm, interesting yeah but anyways I just thought that was you know one show that is probably bad that I really do kind of miss and I used to watch all the time what the Wendy Williams show Listen, me and my mama, we used to always watch that show. The drama. Oh, that is the drama. And listen, we love the drama. But now it's like, I don't, I mean, of course, like her show's not really on right now, but mm-hmm. like now I'm like, dang, she was really just so messy and gossipy. Okay, but we'll have to come back to that because I'm, I'm going to say a point concerning like the drama, but. Um, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. But no, she was messy. Okay. (laughs) But even the real, the girls on the real, they give their opinions and they kind of, it's like, they do like a sweet gossip too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like their gossip be like, not as like raunchy as how the William, Wendy Williams. I felt like she would, she used to, she used to come for people. Like hers was more attack mode. At least that's the way it felt. And the real was just more like, just, they're just conversing about what, the hot topics about what's being talked about like what and we're then, doing <laughs> yeah and then they will put their little two cents so. yeah that's true yeah but I, I did I used to like the Wendy Williams show baby how you doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope she she's doing well though yeah I know like her health was like a very big thing there for a while so yeah I hope she's happier but anyways um we did want to talk about something interesting it's not something that's been trending, but I think it's something that we we've just kind of always like had at the back of our mind. And I guess it's the it's the conversation of would you go on vacations? Do you think it's right for a Christian woman who is trying um, to pursue purity and holiness um, to go on vacations with their man? Mm. Would you? First of all, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) There was many times, honey, when I wanted to go on a vacation with somebody's son who I was with, who wasn't my husband. And I was like, let's go here. Let's go to Austin, whatever. Um, So this is a um, I feel like this topic is kind of taboo. Like some people don't want to talk about it. Um, But from my own personal experience, I like how you said to like. For people who want to pursue purity and holiness, because I feel like that's a there's a difference there. Like if you just you're dating someone, I feel like not just women, like men, too. Like maybe there's a Christian man or just a couple who is just pursuing Christ. Um, this would be the question. Like, are you feeling that a vacation is the right thing or the wisest thing to do? Um, I would say for my own personal opinion, it depends on um, your, your standards in that relationship. Like, what do you guys value? And I feel like it depends too on, um, kind of what type of vacation it is, because I've seen people too, go on like these spiritual vacations with each other. Um, but for me, like, like, like (laughs) never heard of it. (laughs) No, like, like they go on a vacation to like, like maybe on a church event or like going to a church, go visit a church or something, you know, like like that. So um, I, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to go on a vacation before a vacation. And I still do. I wish I do ha- did have a man and want to go. But I know that that's not right for me because 
listen, let's just be honest. The Bible says flee from temptation. I'm just putting myself right in there because we ain't getting no hotel room like in separate rooms. Like if I'm having a vacation, we're going to be sleeping together. Right. Like that's the ideal. That's the goal. So um, I don't know. Well, I don't I do know. I, I would say for me, it would be a no. Um, if we're engaged, that's hard. But I would say I would just wait, wait it out. Um, maybe not put myself in that that situation where we're like sleeping together. But um, I can I see honestly, I have friends who are Christian women and who have men who also are Christian, identify as Christian men who are going on vacations together. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that looks nice. So it's like, I can't judge. So it's like, who am I to say? It depends on their their values in that relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Would you take, go on a vacation, Sasha? My take, okay, first of all, I want to clarify something. I know we talked about, you know, for Christian women who are trying to pursue purity, I just want to make it clear that purity is not just confined to the aspect of trying to abstain from sex before marriage. Um, I think I should have probably just said like for those who are trying to abstain from sex before marriage, because purity is so much more than that. And quite frankly, even after we get married, you're still going to be on a walk of purity. Purity is the is the walk of the Christian for as long as we are here on earth. Right. So I just wanted to. I didn't want to dwindle it to just the aspect of trying to abstain from sex because it's really a holistic type of thing. However, with that being said, would I go on a vacation? I think similar to you, Joe, I definitely was like, yeah, I would like, why not? Um, and then of just of recently I thought about it more and I was like, can I withstand that temptation? Because I think at the end of the day, you just kind of have to know your limitations. You have to know your boundaries. It goes back to boundaries once again, because what might work for me and mine may not work for you and yours, you know, and especially if I know that I'm trying to honor God by, um, you know, remaining absent or especially before marriage. And I'm putting myself in a situation where I know I can't handle that temptation. Cause before I would be like, yeah, why not? We can just get separate rooms. It's going to be okay. I'll sleep in my room. He's sleeping in his room. But then how practical is that really? Like, it's just y'all two on the vacation. And then like, so after y'all do y'all's activities, you just go back to the hotel and you're in my, you sleep in your room and I'm in my room. So like, I was just like, how practical it is. How practical is that? It's not very practical. It's not very realistic. I was just thinking about it. Like, what if I want to go watch a movie? And I'm like, let me just watch a movie with him. And then I'll go back to my room. We know. (laughs) That don't even happen when you at home. Okay. (laughs) Like, I was just like, that's just so unrealistic. And for me, I just, I'm just aware, well aware of my boundaries. And I just know that, you know what, that's just not going to work. And so why am I going to put myself in a position to just be tempted? You know, mm-hmm. so I like how you said what's what um, is with somebody else. Their situation may not be like with you and your partner, but, but I do have a question. So what about if you do like a friend's? vacation like what if we go on a vacation with our our booze like all together so we'll have like a what do you think I think (laughs) no I actually think that would work because then we can keep each other accountable and then me and you can get a room and them can and them two can get a room and there's still not going to be that like oh I'm all by myself I you know I'll still I can still watch movies with you I mean I don't want to watch movies with you I want to watch movies with my man but (laughs) goodbye 
No, but, but and then I you think, have those things. Good. Yeah, I think I would be more open to doing something like that, like going on a group trip as opposed yeah. to just me and him. Especially yeah. when you're going with the right people who are are on a similar walk as you mm-hmm. are so that they can keep you accountable, you know? Yeah, I think it all goes back to like what you said, like, first of all, it's just like people who are just wanting to abstain from having sex outside of marriage. So whether you are engaged and you're you're trying to save it for marriage or whether you're dating and you see yourself marrying this guy or a girl, but you still want to abstain from that, like it's that's what's important. And that's when people have like the question like, dang, whether or not I should do this. And then once again, like you said, you gotta stick to your boundaries. So just like we talked about our boundaries episode, I'm not gonna be at this guy's house if I'm trying to make sure I'm I'm abstaining from sex or sexual thoughts, or whatever. I'm not gonna stay at his house late at night or have him come over you know whatever like certain conversations that we're not going to entertain I feel like it's the same thing with going on a vacation it all depends on your boundaries and what you can handle you know and some people actually do go on vacations I believe it and not have sex like they literally they may sleep in the same room but they still don't have sex and so yeah like 0.01 percent of Yeah. So, I mean, but that, but that's, that's them. And I feel like that for me, I, I couldn't see myself just like, okay, let's just go play volleyball at the beach. And then we're going to go back to the house. I'm like, no, I want to cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think it just even goes back to the topic of like, you know, how some people within their relationship, they choose not to kiss or anything like that. Or, mm-hmm. um, and you know, that's like, I, I hear a lot of people talk about that and they're like, why would you choose not to kiss this, this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. But honestly, if you know that, if you know your boundaries and if you know that for me, once I start kissing and doing X, Y, and Z, like it always leads to this, or this is what I, I've known it to always do in the past. So, you know what, in, in a way to honor God, I'm just going to just cut that out completely then there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's it's the same it's the same thing. Like if I know that going on a vacation is going to tempt me because I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to want to be up all up under this person or cuddle then just cut it out. And don't much. go don't go during ovulation. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, let's talk <laughs> about it. No, not. for real though. Listen, your hormones are raging. Yes. Let's be honest. Um and so you don't want to you you have to know your body. Listen, ladies, download the Flow app. <laughs> slight plug but the flow app kind of tells you when your cycle is coming when it's ending the ovulation cycle and all that stuff so it like prepares you and helps you because if you feel in the type of way like man why am I feeling this way I literally go on the app and it tells me like oh you're ovulating or you know whatever and so I think that's that's important to also kind of know too yes I love that you brought that up because it is so true. Like for being, if I'm being honest, I feel like during my ovulation period is definitely one of those times where I'm the most like frisky or just like mm-hmm. this and really, really with, even with my thoughts and I'm really having yes. to like rebuke those thoughts, but truthfully, like your body and those hormones, like this is the time where your, your body's trying to tell you like you are your most fertile and your body is doing what it's supposed to do really for a very long time. I hated that. I would be like, Lord, like, why did you bake me like this as a woman? Like, why does it feel like not only am I having to fight against the, you know, the lustful thinking, but mm-hmm. I'm also feeling like I'm fighting against my own physical body that you made and gave yeah. me. But however, your body's only doing what it's supposed to do. And so we should be grateful that we ovulate, but it's also still knowing and being aware, like, okay, during this period, during this time frame, yeah. I typically am more. Um, yeah, my hormones are raging. My Listen, hormones are raging. Pray, so like, 
God, yes. what these hormones? Even like, and you also have to even be careful with what you choose to listen to, um, what you choose to watch. Just you have to really just be in tune with your body and really, because because sometimes out of the month, I mean, this should be all the time. You should be just aware of what like you're giving yourself access to through like music and videos. But I feel like for a woman, there is a specific time where it just seems like everything is amplified times ten <laughs> or oh, times yeah. hundred. If that's you, yeah. so yeah, but that's good- true. But thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so like uh, during my ovulation time, I can't listen to Gibeon. I'm not, I'm really not going to say I can't listen to Gibeon, but Gibeon kind of gives me my feels. So I'm like, okay, let me turn back to Maverick City real quick. Okay. <laughs> but um, so I did have a question. We probably talked about this before, but I can't remember your answer because you talked about kissing, like how some people feel like you know, they shouldn't kiss before marriage. That used to be me. I used to like, uh-uh, I don't want to kiss before marriage because, you know, I feel like that leads somewhere, somewhere else, whatever. But now I'm, I'm going to kiss, obviously, my uh, future bae before we are engaged or married. Um, yeah, would you? I can't remember your answer. <clears throat> um, yeah, I thought about that. And honestly, I think that, I actually, I still don't know yet. I think that that's that's might be one of those things that I have to play by ear, meaning that it might be one of those things that I kind of have to experience and see, like, okay, how is this gonna go? Because I was never like that before. What? No, because I was I was gonna say at first, like before, I never thought about that. In fact, like I used to think that it was so. Like I didn't even I didn't even know that people did that. I didn't know that couples. I didn't know that that was a thing. Like that people like just didn't kiss before getting married and like you know seeing stories about like yeah our first kiss was on our our wedding day I I thought that was so I don't say odd but it was just so rare so I didn't even know that that was a thing and so um I never really thought that that would be me however now the more that I think about it I'm like kissing really for me does does you know like get me routed up and then I want like a peck no not like a peck okay okay yeah, I'll, I'll take a kiss on the forehead or a kiss on the cheek, but like making out type of thing, I think I'm going to have to say no to that in my yeah. relationship because I know like what what's that what that is going to lead to. And if I'm, if I'm just being completely honest, mm-hmm. and at first I was like, OK, well, we just won't let it get that far. But in reality, who like can I really <laughs> plan that? You know what I mean? Like if I if we kiss on the lips or whatever, how can I really? plan to like okay it's not gonna I'm not gonna let it get that far you know what I mean like I'm just setting up my I'm just setting myself up for failure and that's just me personally it might not be the case for you or the next girl but I know for me I'm gonna have to say no to making out no see when I say when I say kissing I literally just think about a peck on the lips like I don't girl that's not kissing no yes it is to me (laughs) me personally I really don't like what they call it french kissing tongue kissing me that's me personally like of course i've done it before yes i'll do it but that's not my preference when it comes to kissing like i like kisses on the forehead i like kisses on the cheeks kisses on the lips like just you know like a little peck oh but that's like a little peck yeah i would do that yeah see that's okay. that's when, when i think about kissing i'm not thinking about full-blown making out oh, and, okay see when you say kissing i mean like you know i'm mean, nasty i'm nasty <laughs> no but yeah just like a little you know a little church kiss well that church oh, kiss. yeah I'll, I'll do a little, 
yeah because you people even do that with their parents or people even do that with like okay yeah no, no people do that like, like their parents on the lips as yeah, a grown person that's like a greeting for a lot of cultures like they'll do like the you know like the little on the cheeks or oh yeah that lips. but i thought you said on the lips not on the no lips. people do do it on the lips and they're 20 years old and 30 yes like it's culture okay. for some people i'm yes. sorry that's no that's i can't do that my mama didn't even let us like eat we don't even eat after each other my family like that's how like we don't know yeah mm -mm, that's true well, i mean i'm like i don't know where your lips been i mean it's just culture for some for there's some cultures like they do that's like typical greeting so mm -hmm. yeah so I, I would do that but yes you okay. would kiss on the lips oh yeah okay with your with i thought you were saying it with your with your parents no we do not <laughs> no i barely even hug my parents talk about oh yeah no okay yeah. but yeah so so vacations all right but if y'all hey listen we are non-judgmental we have no reason to judge and listen that's the lord's job so if you go on vacations with your man and god has not convicted you go ahead sis listen but if the lord has convicted you if you have like these desires to abstain from sex um you just you have to know yourself and the bible also talks about don't think um you're better than you want like sometimes when we think we're good and then you know we end up falling so it's just like you have to go stick to your boundaries and yeah cool <clears throat> but go on vacation for me sis go listen okay pray for I me mean... so i could go on a vacation <laughs> with you my husband it. i feel like a day I would do a day vacation. Yeah, I would say a day trip is fine. Yeah, a day yeah. trip. Like, yeah, we can go down to Dallas. <laughs> we can go to Austin. We can go to Houston, come back. Yeah, come and come right back, okay? No, yeah, but no spending the nights. Spending no the spending night. the night. No, I don't even think I'll, I would let my boyfriend spend the night at my own apartment. Like, you guys to go. Yeah, I think you have to. That's why I said, what do you guys value? That has to be something that is a, a good topic at the beginning. Like, if he doesn't value that as far as like boundaries, your boundary of spending the night, then listen, y'all are going to be spending the night with each other. Let's be honest. But you have to establish that at the beginning of the relationship. Yes, 100%. 100%. Okay, well, we just kind of went off on a tangent there about like vacations. <laughs> this is not even what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, so really like the topic at hand today is are you the drama? Are you the drama in your friendships? Are you the drama in your relationships? Um, are you the drama? Like, Am I the drama? Is it me? I like yes. it. Yes. Um, and so that's why when you talked about like the drama with the Wendy Williams show and liking it because of the drama, I was like, we're going to have to get back to that because drama does sell. Okay. Mm -hmm. Drama does sell. And, um, but even though drama sells and while we might like to watch drama, drama isn't healthy for our relationships. So we're going to get into it today. We're going to talk about it. And yeah, I think the first question I really do have for you is, have you ever been the drama in your relationships, Joe? <laughs> no, I am perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is a question that I like had to ask myself recently because <laughs> Like I was saying before, I feel like I've been through a lot of like, especially friends, I'm thinking of friendships and then even relationships, romantic relationships um, and just kind of 
going through friendships and like, dang, I'm not friends with her no more. Dang. Oh, yeah. Where's she been? Like, so I was like, dang, it kind of makes you self-evaluate like, okay, what happened to these certain relationships or friendships? And, you know, we can say, oh, it was that person. But sometimes you have to take the responsibility for yourself. And so, first of all, I'm going to say I I don't like drama. I really don't. I really. Yes, I used to like the Wendy Williams show, but I really don't like drama. I don't. And so um, what I do, though, sometimes I'll just like stay away from certain people who keeps that drama. I'll just like stay to myself or I used to be like. I always kind of used to get myself in trouble because I used to like speak up for the people who was getting like into it, people or who are being bullied or whatever. And so it like caused me to like snap at people and, you know, get in fights or almost get into a fight, whatever, because I'm always trying to stick up to my for my friends and all that. But anyways, so I really don't like drama and drama doesn't always follow me. But um, in certain relationships, I would say that um, I've heard people from the things that I've said, maybe not knowing that I've, I've said certain things or knowing that I I said it in a way that was, um, like hurtful to them. So certain friendships. Yeah. But I think also certain friendships, God just moves, like God just moved that person out of my life or he just moved the relationship, the friendship. And so it's, it's no longer, but in romantic relationships, um, yes, I was definitely the drama. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like I was the one, like I said before, always like, uh, who is Lakia? That's not even to my name. I don't know who that is, but who is Lakia or who is this person? You know? So I would say in a romantic relationship, I was always like wanting to bring the drama, but I don't like drama, but (laughs) does that make sense? Does it make sense? It's like I don't, I didn't like, I don't like drama, but it was like I think it was like a lot of insecurities when it came to romantic relationship that caused me to be like, oh, you're texting this person, okay, who was this person? You know, like literally, I don't know. Some people don't think texting another woman is cheating or flirting is cheating, but in this, it is, and so kind of experiencing that always caused me to be like, oh my god, like okay, who is she? You know, so yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay well that's that's honest that was a lot <laughs> thanks for being honest um so am i the drama is. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm the drama <laughs> is it me or is it him <clears throat> it might be you sis it might be you and it was it was me yeah okay and that's that's you taking accountability and taking responsibility and we love to see it and i think that that's why this conversation is important to have and it's needed because first of all let's even unwrap or define what that even means to be the drama in within your relationships because the way that I interpret that or at least the way that I understand it is that kind of similar to what you said Jonique where um, maybe you're having a whole lot of failed relationships whether that be friendships or romantic relationships even like relationship with your coworkers, just relationships and you're having a lot of failed relationships or just negative relationships and yes I'm not going to say that sometimes that it isn't necessarily the other person but when you're having multiple relationships you have to get to the point where you you have to take a step back and ask yourself what's the common denominator here and sometimes a common denominator is useless and so you're the one bringing the tox- the toxic traits. You're the one bringing the drama. And, you know, you have to get to the point where you take accountability for that and, you know, and take responsibility of like, okay, maybe I keep having failed relationships because I'm the one that keeps 
causing issues. I'm the one that keeps bringing problems. It's my toxic traits that are causing these relationships to fail. And I think this, this conversation is important because no one ever wants to take accountability for anything. Like we always blame, it's always so-and-so's fault. Oh, me and -and so-and-so fell off because they were X, Y, and Z. It's never, I fell off with them because I was too clingy or I was too, you know, I didn't, I had trust issues or I was insecure or whatever the case might be. So yes, I think even for me, thinking back to like some of my friendships, because really I think for me, it's friendships, not necessarily romantic relationships. Um, And I've had, I've had a, I don't want to say a lot, but I have had my handful of failed relationships, failed friendships. And while I, I, I still believe it does take two to tangle, so it does take two, but I can admit where I was wrong. I can admit my flaws and I can admit my faults. And it's important to do that because you become aware of them. You become aware of your toxic traits or you become aware of those flaws. And that starts your process of <clears throat> improving and growing and learning through it. So, yeah, I think that in some of my friendships, I have been the drama. No, this and doesn't sound great to say like yeah like yeah it probably it probably was me I'm I was the toxic one you know Mm um but yeah I think it's important to like you said to kind of self-reflect because it helps you also see your growth like that's Mm -hmm. why I keep saying I was like that like I was insecure that's how I used to be in like romantic relationships with the guy like always bringing that up you know and and you know just to be clear we're not excusing the other person, you know, like you said, it takes two to tango because also there are some relationships too, where it's like, yes, the other person also had their flaws as well. Um, but it, it helps you see also your growth. Like, dang, I used to do that a lot, or I used to be like this, but now I'm not. And, and so it, it helps you see like, I am growing and I'm not that person, you know, who I was. So I think, I think that's a good, um, to kind of have like a self-reflection too. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, I think. And that's really you can only move forward at the end of the day. Like, it's not like I can go back in time. Like, I don't have a time machine, you know, (laughs) and it's not like I can go back in time and like erase those moments from happening. But I can move forward and I can grow from them and I can learn from them. And yeah, that's why it's important to really just be real with yourself and be like, you know what? I have some things, I have some areas that I need to work on to be a better friend, to be a better girlfriend, to be a better wife um to be a better coworker, to be a mother a better mother even so mm-hmm. yeah so I guess another thing I want I want to talk about if you feel led to share what are some things that you learn about yourself from your from your failed relationships in the past um are we being like specific relationships or just like particularly oh no like friendships it could be any any relationship even the relationship with you have you probably had with a coworker or even with a parent or anything what have I learned about myself yeah what did you learn like what did you apart from you because you talked about feeling insecure but apart from that like that's how you were you're no longer like that but what else did you did you pick up on yourself with the way that you maybe handle conflict or the way that you you see yourself just anything um I would say what have I learned (laughs) can you repeat that no just kidding um I would say okay hopefully I'm answering this right what have what I've learned about myself is to be more um, vulnerable and um let my guard down in a way um 
like letting people in and um, 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 learning the difference between being transparent and vulnerable. I think that was a big thing for me. Am I answering your question right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, because I, I feel like, you know, when you're hurt so much, you always want to like protect yourself and, and guard yourself. But when I realize I don't have to do that, God does that. And if I'm just obedient, he will always you know, allow me, he won't, he won't allow me to be in certain relationships or friendships with anybody who will, um, just intentionally, um, abuse, abuse me in that way. So it's like learning to just be vulnerable and transparent and knowing the difference. So I can be transparent with everybody. Like, Hey girl, like, man, my, my windshield was cracked. So like, Oh, I'm mad, you know, and I'm going through this. That's me being transparent, like letting you in about what happened, but being vulnerable is telling you more of like what is going on emotionally and mentally with me and just kind of letting you more in. And even in a, a romantic relationship, like I learned that even with a guy that I wasn't as vulnerable as I thought. Um, and this moment I, I did let my guard down or whatever, I'm starting to be more vulnerable. It kind of felt like it was a little bit too late. <laughs> it kind of felt like, you know, that person already like um, moved on or was seeking something else or seeking another person who was more vulnerable in that way. So I feel like that's something that I've learned about myself um, when it comes to relationships. And like you said, and you kind of brought it up about conflict. I don't like conflict. Like I said, like I don't like drama, um, but I'm also like, I don't like conflict either. Like, I feel like I I've, I used to run away from conflict or just kind of shy back from it or listen, the silent treatment was my thing, honey. I used to give that silent treatment, but that's not, that's not um, healthy. And so learning to, like I said, be vulnerable and be expl- explain like how I'm feeling in order to resolve conflict. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that's good. Honestly, when you, brought up the silent treatment I was like yeah that's that was definitely me Mm -hmm. um once upon a time in fact I think that was my toxic trait within my relationships like um and it wasn't necessarily even just with conflict like anytime like there was a problem or anytime that you know there is something that we had to address like or if or I would even be the person that like you you did something to me but I'm not going to tell you what you did I'm just going to ignore it and I'm just going to ignore you in the process like did you do it with like friends in a relationship or just like friends no just just friends um I mean yeah I would kind of do it in the relationship too like petty like you know I'll just stop talking out of nowhere (laughs) I'm I'm just not talking to him no more like he getting on my nerves but um I really did it with my friendships like and I learned that really early on like I used to do that in fifth fourth grade fifth grade like I'm not talking to her I'm not talking to so-and-so anymore she she stepped on my shoes or something ridiculous but I that was a definitely a, a, a really negative trait that I had that I would that was the way I just dealt with issues and conflict I, I would just ignore them um and so thankfully like I have been able to learn from that and I know that conflict is and is pretty much inevitable However, like there is, there are healthy ways to handle conflict or address conflict, um, especially when you know your communication style and you know the communication style of the person you're dealing with. That's also super important. But yeah, that was definitely something that I would say ruined a lot of my relationships, just not addressing issues and ignoring them mm-hmm. um, and ignoring the person as well. Because it's one thing to ignore the, the problem. 
And I'm like, I'm just not going to act like this problem exists. But then when you're ignoring the person as well, like. Right, that's, man, that's hard. And yeah. I, I heard this, I heard uh, this pastor say this one time on during Bible study. He says, don't use the silent treatment. That's like abandoning the soul. A conversation can heal. And when I think about like when, even like you say, you learned this early on. I remember in high school, like giving the silent treatment to one of my like closest friends at the time. And I'm like, and I remember they used to be like, what's wrong with Jenny? No, I think about it. I don't even know what was going on with me. Like, maybe I was the drama. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, goodness. But, like, I was like, why am I giving the people the silent treatment? But I feel like that is something that I used to do. Even, like, if my mom made me mad, I used to just give the silent. Like, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody. I would just stay in my room. So it really was kind of like, for me, I think it was like, um, not knowing how to have a conversation or not knowing how to handle conflict well either. Like, I feel like that was a reason why too. Like I would just give you the silent treatment, and I felt like it kind of hurt you more than mm, than I yes. and I wanted you to hurt. So yes. I'm gonna give you the silent treatment, and it's just now I think about it as so unhealthy, it's yeah. so toxic, so petty too. Like yeah. you hit the nail on the head. I think that's why I used to do it. I used to do it honestly. I used to do it as a way to communicate. It was a nonverbal communication that you mm-hmm. made me upset, and. I don't know. That was just the way I was like, you're going to know because I'm going to stop talking to you. Like I would even do that with like my aunts and I'll be like, mm, she hurt my feelings. I'm like, I'm just not going to talk to her. And that if you're African, you know, that don't go well, because first of all, even if I don't want to talk to you, I do have to still greet you like right. every morning, every afternoon, every yeah, evening. That's just a respect thing. That's yeah. a respect thing. And I would just be like, good morning. And then <laughs> <laughs> And I would purposely, and I would just do the good morning. I wouldn't even say good morning, auntie. Well, you had to do a deep voice like the good morning, <laughs> because that's that's just how I was thinking at the time. I was like, I don't even want her to hear me talk to her type of thing. <laughs> that but is yeah, funny. It just goes back to like, yeah, I wanted them to. To me, it was a way of of telling them that you irritated me or you annoyed me, and I'm giving you the silent treatment because I want you to hurt, as though like not talking to Sasha was like the worst thing that could happen to them. Right. They were like, girl, but, yeah. <laughs> get your feelings. But yeah, but that was like my communication strategy back then. And so I had to really learn from that and learn that, okay, no, I have to address issues and conflict is inevitable and mm-hmm. we're going to have to address them at some point. And just like you said, having a conversation can just be the, can be the thing that changes everything. Like, and it really get, it really brings you clarity to a situation. Sometimes you can mm-hmm. be you can like be taking something way out of context and like yes. you know, and it's not until you have that conversation with someone and you really get to understand, oh, okay, like I was being dramatic, you know, this is this is what X, Y, and Z meant. Um but yeah. I just wanna publicly say I am sorry to anyone who's <laughs> listening and I gave you the silent treatment before. I am a changed woman Amen. because listen, that is, that is so not me. That's not healthy. That's not the right way to have, have conflict or, or conversations period. And I feel like a lot of us too, we don't know how to handle a conversation of uh, disagreeing with people. Like, you know, we're so used to always wanting to be like, um, right. And wanting people to agree with us that mm-hmm. sometimes if someone doesn't, we don't know how to handle that. Yeah. And so I think it's important to reflect this week, sis, um, 
are you the drama? Am I the drama? Am I the one that's bringing these toxic tricks to my relationships? Am I the one that's giving silent treatments? Am I the one that's, you know, not knowing how to handle conflicts or conversations that are hard? And all of that is a part of maturing and growth. And so, yeah, it's a good reflection. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> amen. Amen. Yeah, so true. And some people, maybe yours is not the silent treatment, but maybe you're quick to, you're quick, you're, you're quick at the mouth. That used you're to quick, be me too. That yeah, to, you're, you're quick to... Me. Oh, I'm gonna cuss her out type of thing. Or maybe you're, you might not be quick at the mouth, but you got them hands and you're quick to want to. Me too. No, just like. <laughs> Listen, no, but I used to like, literally I used to pray. I used to do Bible plans on not be like being um, slow to anger. You know, the Bible mm. talks about being slow to anger, slow to speak and quick to listen. If somebody messed with me, I was always weren't trying to defend myself like always quick to defend always quick to respond i'll be like and i wouldn't probably curse at them but i would probably say something that i know would make them upset or whatever you know and so it's like yes that tongue has to be tamed and so yes those hands have to be restrained (laughs) (laughs) listen god is a deliverer and i would i I wouldn't say like i was always i wasn't fighting i only had one fight in my life that was in like sixth grade but Anyways, like, but I used to always like be up for it. Like, okay, you know, not afraid of anybody. But I feel like that always was, it came from like always trying to defend myself. Mm. And listen, once you come to Jesus, this is your come to Jesus moment. Once you come to the Lord, you literally feel like you don't have to do all that. Like he does all that for you. And so literally I've been in situations where someone may say something to me. And instead of me popping off at the mouth, I will literally say a prayer. And then that person will come back to me and apologize, like literally. And so it's like, I've been into that situation where I'm like, you know what? God will handle it. God will handle that person. God will handle the situation. So yeah. Yes. Amen. But yeah, that concludes. I feel like I'm writing an essay. (laughs) Right. That concludes. Conclusion of are you the drama? Are you the drama? But no, really, it really is so important for you to self-reflect and just kind of look back to your relationships, even your current relationships. Maybe you are even in the relationship right now. There's always room for you to grow in even in your current relationships and just take the time to really like reflect and look at those negative um attributes or negative traits that you have possessed within your relationship so that you can change and be a better friend and um just be better in general so amen yes but i do want to leave you guys with this bible verse that i think that um was just was just a really good one and it comes from proverbs 18:24 and it says one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother obviously that friend that sticks closer to than a brother is Jesus himself. Like Jesus is the number one faultless, blameless friend. But I think the first part got to me because one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. Are you that unreliable friend? Are you the one causing ruin in your friendships and your relationships? So I just want you guys to think about that um, throughout the week, but yeah. Yes. Amen. I love that. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Unveiling Her podcast. Don't forget to like. Can you sh- can you share on this? Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. Share like, and subscribe. And- <laughs> yes. Like, share. I feel like I'm on the YouTube. Or I was something. about to say, they always say that. Like, share, and subscribe. No, seriously, send this to someone, sis. Send this to your friends. Ask them. Are they- Listen, if they are the drama, send it to them. No, I'm just kidding. No, don't. We do n- don't send subliminal don't be- messages. Don't be petty. I was like, don't be petty. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> or somebody send it to you they they may be not trying to be petty maybe they they just really want you to listen right. but no um i encourage you guys to just reflect this week on your growth first of all and see um if you have been like the drama in certain relationships and if you have been god is still able to change you but yes thanks for tuning in mm-hmm.